only way I could get what you did in Sunday school up here. I've, I've got my gun up here, and I need some room. <laughs> I, I just, I just uh, want to say greetings from my husband. He's in Georgia. That's why I'm by myself. <laughs> he is um, down, did a wedding yesterday, and enjoying the nice southern weather which I think we're getting next week so that's good <laughs> so he sends his he sends his greetings um and like I said he he uh, we always enjoy being with you you are family and it's it's always a joy to be here when you walk in the door you I always feel like okay it's it's like an atmosphere that the word gets out there and it's gonna whew, like ignite and that's what I feel like in here and it's just it's just a joy um, to be with you and and an honor to um, to come and be with you um, normally it's my honey ministering and I get a few words and now you're going to get a lot of words <laughs> but yes but um, when I was praying I was like Lord um I didn't feel like it was prudent for us to, for me to go along with him. I'm not sure if I'm there. Okay. For me to go along with him this time, I really wanted to go because it was down south. Um, and it was home. And it's been a while. And I love Georgia. And, um, but I just didn't feel like it was prudent or the time. And so I was like, Lord, okay, what do you got for me? I don't really want to stay home. <laughs> And I was, I was like, Lord, what have you got for me? And uh, as I was praying and I was sitting at work, I'm like, Lord, what have you got for me? Just what have you got for me? And my husband walks in the door. Um, Pastor Rick just called and he wants you to come on Mother's Day. And I said, what? <laughs> I now know why I'm staying home. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. So it's a joy and an honor. And I'm, I'm so happy to be with you, and I just feel honored that, that you would ask me to come, so thank you. And I just, I just want to say today, we're celebrating Mother's Day, and um, so I'm ministering to everybody, but I want to listen, I want to talk to the mothers too, and just um, just encourage your heart today, and as, as a whole, the body of Christ, the church, the bride, um, his bride, um, I want to encourage you today. Let's, let's pray. If you stand with me a, a minute. Today I'm going with Luke 138. Be it unto me as you have said. Let's say it together. Be it unto me according to thy word. Again. Be it unto me according to thy word. Father, we just thank you for this day. Father, I just thank you for this time together. Father, I thank you for eyes to see and ears to hear, Lord. Open hearts. Father, speak to us right where it matters, Lord. Right only the, that you would know about, you speak to that place. As, as I open my mouth, Lord, and I stand speaking for you, Lord, I ask you to touch places that only you know about. Just touch them in a powerful way. Father, I just thank you for your presence, Lord. We do. You're awesome in this place, Lord. And, and Lord, we invite you, Holy Spirit. You are here already, but we just open ourselves wide open to you, Lord. Wide open to you. Be it unto us according to thy word. Be it unto us according to thy word. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. I, I want to read out of the message. I think he found that for me. I'm, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Mary. Now, we've heard this story a lot of times, but let's just go there a little bit today and just, just hear the Lord in this. I'm going to be reading from, um, this is not Christmas, this is Mother's Day, but I want to talk to you about Mary for a few minutes. Um, out of um, Luke chapter 1, verses um, 26 through 45 for a few minutes and I'm going to read it read it from the message and you can just follow along here because I know you, probably nobody has a message I just like the way the message just puts it in everyday language um, just for my purposes okay so I'm going to read this and you can just look up there and just listen to this um, as we go through in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy God sent 
an angel, Gabriel, to the Galilean village of Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph and the virgin's name Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her. Good morning. You're beautiful with God's beautiful beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great. Be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever. No end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, but how, how I've never slept with a man. I've never known a man. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called the Holy Son of God. And did you know, by the way, did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son, old as she is? (laughs) Everyone called her barren, and she is six months pregnant. Nothing you see is impossible with God. And Mary said, ah, I see it all now. I see. I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Then the angel left her. Mary didn't waste a minute. (laughs) She got up, and Mary didn't waste a minute. She got up, traveled to the town to Judah in the hill country, straight to Zachariah's house, and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby in her womb leaped. She was filled with the Holy Spirit and sang out exuberantly, You're so blessed among women, and the babe in your womb also blessed. And why am I so blessed that the mother of my Lord visits me? The moment the sound of your voice, the greeting entered my ear, ears. The babe in my womb skipped like a lamb for sheer joy. Blessed woman who believed what God said, believed every word would come true. Be it unto me according to your word. Let's say that again. Be it unto me according to thy word. Be it unto me according to thy word. I like to I like to um, go back into the, a little bit. Sometimes we make heroes out of, um, and they are heroes in the Bible, but they were real people. You know, Moses and Jacob and Abraham and all the stories that we know. Sometimes we sit them up there like, you know, um, yeah, they're down the road. But in in real life where the rubber meets the road and in the dirt, they had some issues. (laughs) They had some stuff going on. But God used imperfect people. And did you know Abraham was probably one of the most doubtful people when you and and would do things out of fear. But he was called the father of faith. (laughs) I, I never thought about that before. My dad brought it up. He said, yeah, he lied about his sister and called her his sister because he was afraid they were going to kill him because she was so gorgeous at 90. And, and you know, <laughs> oh, she must have had it going on. Hey, but, but Abraham, Abraham was called the father of faith. And, and he was one of the most doubtful, you know, when you look through scripture, it's like, whoa, I mean, how do you get away with that? But yet God's the father of faith, a friend of God. So I like to look into people. They walked every day like you and me in the nitty gritty of what was going on in their day. You know, life happens. They were, you know, every day, you know, it's like, where's God? You know, life happens. And they were real people. I, I, so I was looking into Mary a little bit. Um, you know, just, uh, I like to imagine what it, what it must have been like, you know, in this story happening. And um, so, so not, I, I kind of gleaned, I like to make sure my facts are straight, but understand I'm doing a little gleaning, just kind of give us a better idea. You know, so through archaeological um, digs and um, scriptures, um, theologians kind of search things out. So these are some things that I, I kind of researched to find out what, what it must have been like for Mary in the setting of this story when we see it come on the scene. Okay, Mary, it, it seems like several people had said maybe her, her name may have actually been Miriam after Moses' sister. And um, 
she was most likely born in Nazareth. We hear about that in scripture. A tiny Galilean town of about 1,600 people. A little town. That's not very many people. And during the reign of Herod the Great, a violent puppet king. We hear about Herod all through scripture. He was so worked up about Jesus, he was going to have all the people. He, he didn't, so he was, he was a violent puppet king propped up by the Roman military might. Nazareth was of little consequence for most Jews. In fact, the scripture said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? It, it is never mentioned in Hebrew scriptures either. Mary may have spoke Aramaic with a Galilean accent, according to some scriptures that we're pulling from, but also had contact with the multilingual world because um, you, she may have heard Latin slipped from the tongues of the Roman soldiers, um, Greek as it was in the commerce and education series, Hebrew in, is, as proclaimed in the synagogue. So there was this multi thing going on. She belonged to what they believe may have been a peasant class, which eked out its living through agriculture and some commercial ventures, like carpentry, the profession of which um, Joseph and Jesus had. Okay, And the this group made up 90% of the population bore the burden of supporting the state and the small privileged class. Their life was grinding with a triple tax burden. That kind of stuck out to me. Everybody with taxes nowadays. <laughs> okay, they, they had this grinding thing going on and trying to make a living and pay all their taxes, a triple tax burden to Rome, made up about 5% of the population, um, to Rome, they had to pay it to Rome and then to Herod the Great and to the temple. And, and, they, were, they, were, and they were trying to have a steady food of supply, supply of food. Um, and they were doing this with their farming and trying to pay class, classes, uh, taxes. And so, um, and, then, and, then, and then they kind of lived in, in groups of families. And wasn't this like this nice little family over here? They lived in groups. And a lot of times in the Asian countries, they lived together in families. And um, so this is kind of what it was like in her day. And in her day, most Palestinian women, women at that time, um, it's not like us where we have a microwave. They spent most of their day cooking, cleaning, doing the laundry. It took them all day to carry the water. And also in that day, they got married very young, 13 years of age, to maximize childbearing. Um, you know, so they have this whole, whole, this just sounds too real, doesn't it? This sounds too ordinary, doesn't it? This is just an ordinary young gal. Think about this a minute. Have you ever felt kind of ordinary? This, this gal was just an ordinary gal like any other. And all of a sudden in this setting, God shows up. Where are you today? In your walk, your journey. As we were talking this morning, sometimes we, we have things show up in life that don't make a whole lot of sense. We have things that are happening from day to day. Where is God? You know, we have this stuff going on. And, and out of the blue, in this setting, God showed up. He sent Gabe. <laughs> Here comes Gabriel to this little gal. We don't know what she was doing, doesn't say, but just the ordinary task, Gabe, Gabe shows up. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? <laughs> you know, and it's like, and Gabe still exists. Gabe may be standing in this room somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> I like to think about my mind is like, wow, you know. It just brings the reality of what we are part of and the kingdom that we're part of. Gabriel, right back then, showed up to marry this common, ordinary girl. Shows up. And he said, Mary, you're favored and loved. And he shows up with this greeting, you're highly favored, the Lord be with you. Just out of the blue. And she, no wonder she stood back, what, what, what is this? You know? And I'm sure that they hadn't heard, I mean, they heard stories, but her? He showed up, her? <laughs> and then God spoke to her and said, it almost seemed too fantastic. This is what's going to happen with you. And we know that you know, the son of God, you will bear the son of God. You will bear the son of God and he will deliver his people and save his people from his sins. That, that had to sound like, and she was like, what is this? What is this? And, and 
she, he says, and she's like, just taking him back. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And sometimes in our stuff, the Lord will show up and he just gives us peace and he favors us. And she, she's, she's standing there and this is going on. And she says, well, how will this be? How will we like that? God come up and show, shows up in the middle of our stuff suddenly. And he'll tell us something wonderful. And he'll speak to that place. He's talking about the word. And God will speak to us personally. And, and we're just like, and how's that going to happen? <laughs> That's our first thought. And, but, well, do you know who I am? <laughs> Are you sure you're thinking straight? I'm God. <laughs> and I said... <laughs> I didn't, I never asked you. <laughs> this has nothing to do with you. <clears throat> this is a, he said, this is a thing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will hover over you and you will conceive by the spirit of God and Christ will be formed into you and you will give birth. And so when, <laughs> when we come up with the Lord and he says something like, and we're, huh? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> okay. So, and so that was her response. How is this going to happen? I don't even know a man. Okay, she may have been betrothed. And in those days, um, being betrothed may have been, you, you were as well as good as being married. And there may not have been any intimacy, but they, but they were pledged to each other. There was a contract. You, you don't do like we do. Um, I, like I did. I was engaged and I broke it. <laughs> that, not my husband, the guy before that. Because <laughs> God said no. Um, and... That wasn't like that. You were as good as married. And so if you were not, if you weren't going to be, if you weren't going to go through with this, you had to get a bill of divorce. Even then you had, it was a whole nine yards. So, so, um, and so not only did she, her, Mary's response was, how me? What? I, how's that going to happen? But she also came up with, she may have had some thoughts because the culture of that day, like I said, she was good as married. And if you were caught, with, when you think about the woman that they caught in adultery and they were stoning her, remember Jesus, that whole scene? Okay, well, when we think about this, maybe some of her thoughts was like, because she knows the culture and what happens. They, they were kind of, you know, even today in some places, they still stone women. Well, I mean, I'm sure thoughts were running through my, well, wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. And because in that culture, if you got caught, they would drag that woman out before the Sanhedrin, take off all her jewelry, dress her in black, and um, they would accuse her and make her drink bitter water. And if you drank that bitter water, I don't know what was in that stuff, but it was pretty something that would cause them problems. And if it, caused, if it didn't cause any problems, you were innocent. I'm sorry, whatever was a miracle of God, they didn't, I mean, okay, even if, you, even if you were innocent not to be hurt by this stuff. But it was pretty brutal what they would do um, in that case. And, and, and in some cases, it says they would bring them out before the public square and, and just expose them. And just it, it, it was horrible because, because she was an adulterer. She was a harlot. And um, so I, I was thinking about that, of the story of Jesus when he walked into that situation. That's, Mary may have been thinking about some of those things because that was the culture. And so, so not only was she maybe contemplating some of those things, but, um, but in the middle of that, Gabriel, Gabriel didn't, he just explained to her, this is not something has anything to do with you. I'm going to do this. Don't worry about all that. <laughs> this is going to be a thing of the spirit. And and he explains to her what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, oh, I get it. She responds with, well, well, well in that case, be it unto me. Let's go. <laughs> it was like she was like, oh, let, let's, let's, let's get on with this. And, and that was her response. But up until that point, you know, until it's Psalm 130 119 verse 30 says, the entrance of thy word gives light to the simple. 
Another translation says, um, the revelation of the word gives understanding to those who are inexperienced. So she was in a place she'd never, this had never happened before. Who, who has ever had an angel show up and say this? So she had never been here before. What her experience with God, that, that was something altogether. What is this? But as soon as Gabe explained, this is a thing of the Holy Spirit that I'm about to do. That God has been in the fullness of time. This has been going on for years and years and years. God has promised this way back in Genesis. This, the seed of a woman will bruise your head. Talking about the serpent, Satan. And now the fullness of time, God shows up. This is time and you're it! <laughs> now is the time and you are it! And we need to be as Mary. We might have our questions. How is this going to happen? And you might be thinking about all your situations and this and that and have what have you. But be it unto me. Because when God gives you a word, all of a sudden, if you had that happen, you can be mulling over something and mulling over something and mulling over something. And there's no, you've done mental gymnastics, so you're upside down. And you can't figure out how this one's going to work or how I'm going to get out of this. I'm backed up against the wall. I can't go that way, that way, under or over. I'm stuck. But as soon as one word, one word from God, either it be in the scripture or you've got a rhema word. Oh my goodness. All of a sudden, in an instant, suddenly everything changes. In a moment, in a moment, something changes. All of a sudden you have light and revelation. Ah, oh, Lord God, be it unto me as you have said. So meditate on that scripture. The entrance of God, that's in 119, Psalm 119 verse 30. The entrance of God's word brings light to the simple. And that's not because you're an idiot. Just sometimes we're inexperienced. I looked into that. And it's it, like I said, the revelation of God's word, when he brings light to something in one moment can change everything in a place that you didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. All of a sudden revelation is sometimes, it's like one minute I didn't know it. The next minute I knew it. I don't know how I knew it, it was by the spirit of God. So the entrance of God's word brings light, brings revelation to those who are inexperienced. And so Mary said, well, be it unto me as you have said. Oh, be it unto me. Whoa, that's an awesome word. Whoa, be it unto me. And we can be like that when God speaks us, be it unto me. Yeah, we agree. Oh, mm, yes, I'm there. Oh, I was gone yesterday. I can remember the Lord speaking to me. You, I remember Mario Morello. We were in a, we were in a meeting and something, you know how it is in church sometimes. We're, we are flowing together in the spirit. We are after the Lord. But sometimes we can hurt each other. But we don't focus on that. We don't do that. But we had been in a place where things were spoken to us that were so outside what we knew God was saying. And it was painful, in a painful place. And the Lord, we were in this meeting. Mari, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he, we didn't know him either at the time. But he, he came to me, he says, I believe there's someone at the end of me. He says, I believe there's something talking about the entrance of God word bring light. We were so turned up and messed up and hurt and wondering what, God, what is going on? What is going on? And at the end of the service, he said, I believe there's, I think there might only be one or two people like this. That you, and he totally described everything we had just walked through. Like to the T. I'm like, my husband, he says, and I only want one or two people. This is only for one, because it's very specific. My husband was up there, grabbed the guy, and literally bear hugged him with his arms and legs. <laughs> I mean, if you can imagine that. I mean, he jumped up there and just boom. And, and what the essence of the word was, he, he just said, that's null. That is not God. He just explained that whole situation was not God. That is not what God is saying. And we knew that already. It's just, it was nice to hear it yes. <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> yeah, thank you, God. And, and so entrance of God's words brings light and understanding. And so he said, you are people. And it was what we knew already. You are not that, you are people of faith. 
vision and expansion. Because everything that was said was opposite that of what God had told us. And he said, "This, you are people, and I am causing you to be people of faith, vision, and expansion. That was already burning in our hearts. Faith, vision, and expansion. So we leave there, entrance of God's word. Yeah, be it unto me. We're bear hugging. We're we're on cloud nine. And we get out of there. And wow, faith, vision, and expansion. Okay, where are we going? And what's happening? Woo! And you know, that's been a process of over a few years. God's been working that. But sometimes, sometimes God's working those things. That doesn't mean God ain't doing it. Just because it didn't happen all at once what you thought. But God is working that. And he's still doing that. And I can look back over the years. I'm like, wow, you have really been doing that. Wow, you can see it. But so, so she said, yeah, be it unto me. And so Mary, <laughs> I, I love it. She's like, she's like, so, so, so Mary uh, Gabe said, oh, and by the way, the lady that said, oh, oh, you know how old she is. You know, that old lady of your cousin, you know, she's, and we explained to her, yeah, yeah, she's going to have a baby too. Okay, so I, I have a wild imagination. I, I can see Mary like, oh, she's excited about this word. Yeah. And she hears about Mary and she's like, oh, girl. And she's like running over there. Oh, because she's so excited about the word and you can't help when something like that happens. You want to you tell somebody. So she's over there. Oh, girl, I heard. And as soon as she gets in there, and you know how us girls are. We like to tell stuff, don't we? <laughs> and I'm going to tell it in detail. <laughs> and my husband's like, call your mom. I don't want to hear those details. <laughs> but, but, but she shows up, and she's excited. And she's like, and she starts to greet. And Elizabeth says, man, you walked in, girl. Oh, man. Oh, uh, the baby's leaping on the inside. And it says that Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost filled and she said blessed be you who believed what God said when God comes to us we can do all the questioning we want but then when he speaks to that oh it's time to be done with that time to be done with all the questions be it unto me as you have said yeah and you believed it yeah and he says Blessed are you who believed. God will fulfill all that. God will do that. Blessed are you who believed yes. it. Yes. How often have, and I, and we talked about faith. Faith is not trying so hard to work up to something. We're just operating in the faith that God gave us. It's God's faith. Yes. And we just believe that what God said, he really meant what he said. That's all. You don't have to get all worked up. I just believe it. Sometimes you do have to talk to yourself. Okay, this is how it is. So, so, so she, she said, how, you know, blessed are you because you believed. She said, I receive what you say. I'm embracing that. Be it unto me according to your word. And something I wanted to note here, God never asks us to, when he says something, just as he said to Mary, he didn't, he didn't ask her if she knew a man. He didn't ask her her whole pedigree. He said, this is how it is. And when God says something and gives you light on something, yeah, that's great. How often though have we then, then gone and tried to do something not of the spirit trying to fulfill that thing? God didn't know. Wait, 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 back up. Ooh, back up. God is well able to, to perform the word he has spoken. Yes. Yes. Note that. God is well able. So going back to Mary's culture, God is so good at what he does. You know, uh, Joseph was ready to privately put her away when he found out she was expecting he didn't understand what was going on. She may have, I'm sure she told him, but he still's like, oh, oh. and he says he's going to privately put her away. Now, he, he was a compassionate man because he could have put her to the public scrutiny of that public trial, which was very humiliating. But it says he, he was going to put her away privately. And in putting him her away privately meant that... Um, he was going to forego, I think what it, what it was is he, he would have been able to get um, the money paid for the dowry back. Um, from what I was reading, I understood. 
but in putting her away privately, he wouldn't be able to gain the counsel and help from the Sanhedrin and all the religious leaders to get that back. He was just going to put her, and she had to go before all that public humiliation in order for him to get that back, you know, in order to prove her guilt. But he decided he wasn't going to do that. But he was still going to put her away privately. And God is so good at what he does. He's able to accomplish what he has said. He shows up with a dream. But Joseph, hey, Joseph, don't worry about that. It's okay. And, so, and then even with Herod, even with Herod, you know, who, was, who went, you know, found out about this with the wise men, God, God can take care of his stuff. He even sent the wise men on a different trail to thwart Herod. So, so even when, when uh, what God had said potentially was going to be wiped out by that crazy king, Herod, <laughs> um, God, God warned in dreams and sent them on different paths. So God is well able to perform and accomplish his word. So like I said, she visits Elizabeth and they're having a time together. And, and Mary says she sang. She, she, knowing where she comes from, this is just a typical girl. She, she said, she sang this beautiful song. And sometimes in pictures and things in Christmas carols, we, we pictured Mary as some kind of wimpy, you know, you know. No, when she got into this song, she was like, oh, she was tearing down kingdoms. I mean, oh, she was going. I want to read this. Let's, let's look at that last part, Mary's song. I mean, she, she was like, sometimes when God, not sometimes, all the time, when God says something to you and you step out and you agree, you, you got to get out there and declare it. And, and this is what God said. This is who God is. Have you ever noticed when you're feeling down in the blues, and everything looks bigger than you. And all you can see is you and, and all your stuff that's blinding everything. But as soon as you start, as he's talking about magnifying the Lord, all of a sudden, you God, God's not hard up for, he does, he's not having an identity crisis, as my husband says. <laughs> he, he doesn't, he's not that he needs to, he already knows that. God is love. God is, God is, God is. It's for you. When you start magnifying the Lord, oh, bless God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have all my needs supplied in, in you. I am seated at the right hand of the heavenly father. You begin to magnify the Lord. All of a sudden, you see how big God is. I, I was, I was, I want to read this scripture and then I'm going to tell this story. But um, listen, listen to her as she sings this song. She says, I'm bursting with good news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior, God. God took one good look at me and look what happened. Oh, God, what one good look. Look what happened. Oh, I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. And she hasn't, has she? I know that when God has done something to me, I know the marked moment that something changed. And I know at that moment, I've never been the same. I know what God did. Nothing. God, whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave. That doesn't sound just like a little 13-year-old girl or 14, 15-year-old. She's, she's, she's prophesying. She's, she's declaring. He bared his arm and showed his strength, scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud. The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child, Israel, who remembered and piled on the mercies, piled from them on high. It's exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham right up until now. He did exactly what he promised, beginning with Abraham all the way up till now. He began to be declaring the places of God. It changes you, changes your perspective. So in, in considering this and God showing up and where we are on our journey, where are you? We got, we're dealing with this in Jesus' name. I agree with Pastor. He is healed according to your word. Amen. Be it unto you. 
where are you in your journey? All of us, this is between, yes, we're one as a body, but this is between you and him. What are the things you're facing, the challenges you're facing, the walk you're walking? God is in this walk with you. You are not on your own. God saved in the spirit, then tried to figure it out on your own. You are walking with him. This journey with him, he is right there in you, next to you, everywhere you are, engulfing you. Where are you in this journey of life? God is there. And when you consider where you are, I want you to remember just as Mary, that God showed up with Gabe. You've got to know that you're highly favored. I am greatly blessed. I am highly favored and I am deeply loved. You have got to know that you have the favor of God on you just as he showed up with Mary in her situation. Know that wherever you are, I am blessed, I am highly favored, and I am deeply loved. If you sit and meditate on that just a little bit, me, I am loved by God. I am favored by him. God doesn't have to do anything for me. I don't, what he does for me isn't because I deserve it. We know that already. He doesn't have to do any of that. So it's not about me working up to get his favor, for him to do something, speak to me, work in my situations, show up on the scene. It has nothing to do how hard I try or how hard I pray or how I, it's just because he chose to. Yes. Yes. That don't make sense to me. When sometimes I know in the, you know, we have that propensity to strive to be better or to prove ourselves or and how many times have we heard that? But if you just meditate that on a little bit, God just loves me. You are deeply loved. More than you can even fathom. In the story of Christ, we know what he did. But when you just meditate on a personal, he just wants to be next to you. He just wants to hang out with you. Sometimes you feel that little drawing to come away. Come away, do it. He just wants to be next to you. In the middle of your stuff. He wants to be there with you in it. Just acknowledge him. You're deeply loved. And when you think about that, God loves me. I think about when my husband proposed to me. Oh, I was like, oh, that guy. I was so shy. Um, I ran the other way because he was out there. And now I think we've reversed rules. I'm out there. And he goes, no. <laughs> okay, so he said... He said, I was so stuck up. If it had rained, I would have drowned because when I shook my hand, I, I just walked the other way. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with him. But I, I remember when he proposed, I'm like, and I was like, cloud now. I was like, I was looking at my dime. Wow. Ooh. I was, I was like, I, I, I just can't, I can't even, I know anybody. It's like, I couldn't fathom. That guy likes me. Oh. He really likes me enough to want to marry me. I just couldn't fathom that. And you know what? God likes you. God loves you. Even on your mess ups and your bad days, he's always pursuing you. Even when you didn't know him, he was pursuing you. God just really likes you. You are deeply loved. You're blessed. You're highly favored just because he chose to. He just... It, it, there's a scripture that says, um, uh, let me see this. It says, you are accepted, Ephesians 1, 6, in the beloved, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. And accepted is it's like a state of privilege where we're objects of his divine love and thoughts. Whether we want him to or not. <laughs> I wish you'd leave me alone. He won't leave you alone. <laughs> I was like, he's always pursuing you. Always pursuing. We think we're pursuing him, but no, it's the other way around. He's pursuing you and he's the one drawing you. That's why you came to him. You are deeply loved and favored. So in, in the midst of where you are, like Mary, in, in your stuff, 
in your stuff. Know that you are highly favored. You're loved, cherished. There's something about that word cherished. You just, yes, you just, yes. there's something about feeling, nothing I can do that's going to make you mad at me. You just like me. And, and, and you know how we are with kids sometimes. Oh, that's cute. I'm not saying the Lord puts up with our, he's going to correct us. But he just likes you. Even in your idiosyncrasies. That's what makes you you. <laughs> he cherishes you. So keep that in mind in your stuff. As with Mary, he showed up. He says, you are, hey, gorgeous. Essentially, that's I like to say, hey, gorgeous, no wonder. It's like, ooh, what's this? <laughs> that's how God is with you. Hey, what's up? I mean, that's the way I think, okay? God is endearing. He's always, oh, you are loved. You're precious. So keep that in mind in your stuff. Because if you can, if you keep that in your foremost, all of a sudden you realize God's not against you. This thing I'm in is a thing. Yes. God's yes. not mad at me. He still favors me. No, God loves you in your stuff. Ah, so <laughs> says, um, and, and when we're accepted, God isn't just favoring you and bestowing his love on you. He's, 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 it's a sense of he's pulling you in and including you in what he's doing. You're not on the outside looking in. You're on the inside doing what he's doing. You're in the plans. You're, you're in the planning. What are we going to do today, God? <laughs> What's up? He, he, he includes you. You're not an outsider. You're on the inside. He's, he, and you're working together with him. And so, so knowing that you are favored. <clears throat> and he says, behold, what manner of love he hath bestowed upon you. And knowing that he owes me nothing. It's not because he owes me anything. He's just set his affection on you. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. He has chosen you. That's just all there is to it. Set his affections on you. And it's, and it's like this. I was in the store one day and... and uh, there was this person in front of me, and before I had to think, they, they were in Aldi's. Anybody got any experience with Aldi's? Okay, if you get in there without money, you can't buy anything. Well, it used to be. I got in there and didn't know my card number, <laughs> and I had to put everything back because I didn't have any cash. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm sorry. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in there, and the Lord, the Lord is, I'm, there's a person in front of me that forgot their card and couldn't figure out what the number on it was and she was feeling so bad about it and before I had a chance to think about it I said um, just ring that up I'll take care of it for her it wasn't a, it wasn't like thousands of dollars it was you know, maybe 50 or less or something like that but I just said and before I had a chance to think what I was doing and there was a whole and everybody behind us was getting mad because she couldn't find she was an older lady couldn't find out what couldn't find her card and the whole line was going and and all of a sudden like I said before I had a chance to think my think it through and analyze everything I said just just let me take care of this. She looked at me. I'm not poor. I said, I know you're not. I said, I've done been there and done that. It doesn't feel good. I said, I just want you to know the Lord likes you and he loves you and he's going to take care of this for you. And she, oh, I think, I guess he really does. <laughs> I said, he does. <laughs> he does. And, and, and it's like that. It's like that in the favor of God. Sometimes you just look up and say, God, I know that was you. Thank you. That's the kind of favor you walk in. It's that real. And we can be like, and so when I did that, the whole place, I didn't, I didn't do it for that reason. But the whole place back there was like, oh boy, I've never seen that before. Oh, that's a Christian thing. I wasn't thinking about that when I did it. I was thinking about God smiling at her. And that's how God is with you. Yes. And because he's that way with us, we can be that way. Yes. And we can have, it's, it's like that with me and God. How about you? It's like that. And so as I'm standing there, I said, I, I could just feel the Lord smiling. And don't worry about that thing over there. I'm going to take care of that. Sure enough, there's something I had to do that with them. And the Lord took care of the whole money situation to do that thing. 
island. It's like that in the favor of God. And so, so in, in know that you are accepted. And, and in that place, <clears throat> in your stuff, know what God's saying to you. Know what God's saying to you. As Mary, God came up and said, this is what's happening. Know what, in your stuff, know what God is saying to you in the word. God's word is a mirror. Look in there. Find out what you look like. And that you know how it says when you walk away, we forget. Oh, oh wait, wait a minute. Let me, let me straighten this. Up. Oh, yeah, that looks good. Okay, walk away. Let me shoot. No. The mirror. <laughs> we walk away, we forget what we look like. But to get in the mirror of God's word, this is what you look like, and this is what God says you can have, and this is God who says he is to you. God's word says, I will supply all your needs. You might not have two pennies to rub together, but God said, I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. Not yours. It has nothing to do with your bank account. It has to do with mine. So if there's things you're believing God for that he has spoken to you about, and I believe there's something going on here, or the building or something you guys are looking at. God's saying something in here, and it's stirring around. I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory. has nothing to do with what you've got. It's what I said. And I will perform that thing. Whatever it is, relationships with family, with your children, those children God gave to you, they belong to him. And they are mine, not the enemies. What has God said to you in the word? The word. You can't go according to it. Okay, let me go here. It's good to look at the news, but it's a bunch of talking heads sometimes. They don't have nothing to say. Shut them off. <laughs> what is God's word saying? No, 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 no. That's not going to be that way. No, 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 no. I'm hooked up to the kingdom of God, and this is what God said about that. So you can't fill yourself with something other than the word of God to you. And the word is your lamp. It's your guide. This is what we live by. This is my hope. My hope and expectation is of you, not what the government can do for me or what this can do for me or what my situation. My hope and expectation is of what does the word say? And not only that, the rhema word, what God has said to you. What has God said to you? What has God said to you? So in your stuff, know that you're favored. Know what God is saying to you. Like I said, the, oh, I'm wrong one. Sorry. Um, so God is, like I said, know what he's saying in the word. Know what he's saying to you. And know that impossible is not in God's vocabulary. <laughs> just like, just like a, just like Mary's like, no, how's that going to be? No, 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 no. Impossible. When God's in something, that's what he's doing. Not, not, not what you can do. Why is it we get into things and we think, how am I going to do this? No, this is how God's going to do it. This is what God is doing. We question, how can this be? Or subconsciously we think we do all our, like I said, our nine yards. This is not what you can do. He didn't ask if it was possible for you. He didn't ask that is what I'm going to do. <laughs> so there is no name above his name. Nothing too difficult for God. Nothing. And you have, we have to keep this in mind. Remember who you're hooked up to. You are hooked up to the God of the universe. He speaks to you. Yes. People think you're crazy when he speaks to you, but he does. You are hooked up with the God who holds the universe together with just the word of his power. What, what makes, I'm sorry. Um, it takes more faith to believe that the earth is just kind of running somehow with evolution. It takes more faith to believe that than to believe that we have a creator keeping it all together. But you are hooked up to the God who keeps the planets in place, the stars and planets from colliding from with each other, keeping us grounded to the floor according to the law of gravity. You are hooked up to this God of the universe. And if he says he can do something, he can do something, don't you think? <laughs> I was like, and sometimes we think we're bigger than God. <laughs> I went, well, you are not all that. <laughs> in, in the fact that we're not all that, in the fact that we get ourselves so low that we can do nothing, or we're so high that we can think we can fix something before. No, 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 no. You are hooked up to the God of the universe, and there's nothing. It's not in his vocabulary. He's the God of the possible. There's nothing impossible with him. 
And um, I, I just want to share this story. I'm, I'm getting ready to close. I'll try not to have three, but um, <laughs> I, I, I heard that, so I just thought I would add that in. Um, um, so going, going where, okay, real life, real situations, real problems. When we were pastoring in Kinston, I, I don't think I was more than 38 years old. But all of a sudden one day, I started hurting so bad to the point I was so fearful, I believed I was going to die. And I think I may have. Because I wouldn't go to the doctor because I didn't have insurance. I was afraid to go because I didn't know if I could pay for it. Um, I was going to be in so much debt if I did. So I just laid on the couch. And, and then I would get up and force myself to go into the church office and do what I need to do, homeschool, whatever. Essentially, I probably was having some kind of a nervous thing or something going on with my heart. Or I'm not, or could have been stroke stuff. I don't know. I didn't go find out. <laughs> I chose not to. But this is what was happening. I had pain down my neck, pain down my arm. I could hold nothing with my arm. It was so much pain. And then I would start shaking when I'd get a little bit stressed out. And, and I remember I was scared. I didn't know what was going on. And I was dealing with the fear of, well, if I don't do something. And this stuff was, all this stuff was going through my mind. And I was laying on the couch. And I'd go to work. And I'd, I wouldn't tell anybody how bad I was hurting. And, and the weird sensations going down. And all these things are coming to me. You're having a stroke. You're going to die. You're going to have a stroke. You're going to die. Um, and then I, I believe sometimes <clears throat> that I heard this preacher say this one time. And I, I kind of think it's true. You get in the middle of something. And you know what God's word says. And all of a sudden, it's, it feels like the enemy is standing there with a book flipping pages. Okay, let's lie. Let's, what, what lie can I tell until it sticks, until they believe it? <laughs> let's try this one. Let's try that one. Let's try. <laughs> I mean, all this stuff was going through my mind. My children are going to be without a mom, just like their dad was. He was orphaned at 13. This is going to happen to them. And, 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 and you're going to die. You're not going to be here another three months. You're, you're, you know, you're, and all this stuff, one thing after the other, one thing. And I kept laying on the couch. He kept more depressed and more depressed. And I would go to my husband at night and I'd say, honey, I just need you to know that I love you. And I would say that to him every day, honey, I just need you to know just in case I die. I was serious. I felt that bad. I was like, I just really feel like there's something wrong. We were praying. I was like, if I'm not and please just know that I love you. I wanted him to know that if I died, how much I loved him. <laughs> and, and, and then I'm laying on the couch one day and I'm, I can't get up to do the dishes. I hurt so bad. And I got this numb and, and you're going to die. I mean, this all this stuff that there probably was an issue. I'm not going to deny. I don't know though, but it was enough symptoms to know that it was serious. I knew it was. And I would, I would call this one lady who was a nurse, and she was on her way to, to a, a trip thing. They were going away, and they were leaving town. I called her. I said, who was that lady you said, that woman doctor? I said, I really think. She said, I'll turn around right now and come back. I said, no, no, I no, I better not do that. And I had people who wanted to get me in. So I'm laying on the couch, and I'm moaning and whining. I'm like, oh. And all of a sudden, entrance of God word, bring light. <laughs> And brings understanding, brings understanding to the inexperienced. All of a sudden, the spirit of God rose up in me. What are you doing? Get up off that couch. Because <laughs> I was laying there just like such a victim. I'm going to, I really, I was going to die. I really was. It was that in my mind. How often do we get in the middle of things and it just feels so bad, you know? Oh, that's all we can see. And I said, I said, and I was like, I got up off the couch. I was hurting, but I got up off that couch. I, I just, it just rose up in me, the spirit of God. I, I knew he spoke to me. And all of a sudden he gave me something to say. All I was saying was all that stuff. I'm going to die. I love you. Don't I go live like, you know, I was you know, and they're, my kids are going to, no, all of a sudden I heard the spirit of the Lord. This is what he gave me to say. You are healed. You are whole and you are healthy and very healthy. So every time I got up off that couch, I am healed. I am whole. I am healed. I am very healthy. And every time I'd, I am healed. I'd feel it again. I am healed. I am whole. And I am very healthy. I'd get in the shower. I am healed. I'd be echoing out the door. I, and I was hurting. I was hurting. And I did that because I heard the spirit of the Lord. Now that doesn't mean you don't go to the doctor if you need to. 
that was just where I was. I said, I said, and so I'd get in the middle of a church service. We had moved at that time and we're in, and just because you don't feel something immediately or your situation doesn't change immediately, don't quit. Don't give up on the word of God. What did God say to you? What did God say to you? Well, that's what he said. I feel foolish, but I'm going to keep saying it. I'd be in the middle of church and my arm would start, he would start hurting. I'd get out and I am healed. I am whole. I am very healthy. I am the righteousness of God. I ain't listening to that. I am healed. I, and, and it would go away. And I, you know what? That was probably five, eight, eight, five or six years ago now. I still don't know what that was. And I don't care to know. <laughs> but I have not had that issue. I have not had that issue. The word of God, the word of God will heal you in whatever situation. You hang on to the word of God. Now, you consider Mary for a moment. You consider Mary. She, all this stuff and all this excitement. She had heard Anna and Simeon's prophecy about Jesus. She had heard, you know, what the shepherds had said about this child. She, she heard Jesus say, I got to be about my father's business. And she, she, um, I'm sure she had many, and it says she pondered all these things in her heart. I have a feeling she kept going back to what God had said to her and all these things that God had said and all these things she had seen. In the face of, because do you know, she had to watch her son be called a bastard. He's got a devil. He's crazy. He's talking to these religious folks like that. She heard all these things. And I'm sure many times she's like, what have I gotten myself into? What is this? This doesn't look like what God said. <laughs> Although she knew what the plan was. But in the process of getting there, it didn't look so good. And I think often she pondered in her heart what God had said to her. And sometimes like, so we need to hang on to that word God gives us and ponder in our heart what he has said. It will heal you. It will change you. The word of God will change your situation in a moment. But sometimes there's a time getting there. We all have stuff in life. We're not exempt. But we are more than overcomers in this life. You are not a victim. We need to get over that. Just because you have stuff. Why not you? Let's bless God. What is God? God, what is this about? This is what you say. What is this? What is this? Don't question why. That can be dangerous. Don't do that. What, what is this, Lord? And what do you want to be to me here? What is this? What do you want to be to me here? Because I know that you have made me more than an overcomer in this life. That's what makes you different. You carry the presence and the glory of God into any situation. And you can change your situation. So with that, you need to, um, I lost my papers, but we're going to end it with this. Um, know and keep saying, be it unto me, because Jesus eventually did die on the cross and he was glorified, seated at the heavenly, at the right hand of the Father. And we are seated with him in heavenly places. It came to pass. Everything God said, and you've got to know in your life that everything God has said to you and he's speaking to you, God is able to do it and he will perform it. There's no questions about it. He will do it. And like Mary, I will embrace your word, whether I understand it or not. I will embrace your word, whether I totally get it because I know that you're able to do more than I could ever ask or think and know that there's a revelation that says it says he's Jesus is has fire in his eyes the son of man has fire in his eyes and a sword in his mouth that one the presence of Jesus Christ that's formed in you you have the Holy Spirit you have Jesus on the inside of you making a difference, not only bringing to pass the things that are happening in your life and birthing things in your life, but to be a difference and make a difference to those around you. And you have the presence of Jesus Christ. I just got me the other day. Jesus Christ, the one with fire. He saw, he had fire in his eyes and a sword in his mouth. He dwells on the inside of me.
And so I hear him, he's roaring on the inside of you. You are the church and he is roaring on the inside of you. So don't let the enemy or circumstances and stuff shut you up. I am victorious and be it unto me as you have said. Don't shut up. The enemy will try to shut you up. Don't shut up. This is what the word said. And I am going to embrace the word. Embrace the word. Be it unto me as you have said. Don't listen to all this stuff. You've got to shut it down. Shut it down. You single focused what he says. And you're favored. Keep those things in mind. The righteousness of God in you able to overcome anything because he's in you. You are blessed and highly favored. Let's say it together. I am blessed and highly favored and deeply loved. Tell this neighbor one more time. You are blessed and highly favored and deeply loved. Yes. And be it unto me as you have said. Blessings to you and thanks for having me. Ooh.